0: Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for April 29th, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled Twisting, Winding, Climbing The Truth About the Truth.
1: Like an ever-rolling stream soon bears us all away, we fly forgotten as a dream fades at the opening day. As I look out across this sea of faces after 18 years and 175 funerals, it's hard to remember what you looked like when we arrived as your pastors. I was just sitting here and there are only a few little spots where you were here 18 years ago. Bill Broom and Jack Cox are gone from the right side by the window and Matt Cameron from her perch down front. Jane and JL Boyd no longer smile at me from my left side over here. And many of you have never met Al and Eileen Wilson who never missed a single Sunday. George and Mary and Chet are gone from the choir. The list just goes on and on. Jerry and Rachel Gerald and Keith and Rosella Starnes and Dodd Austin and Byron Hamrick and Kay Solomon. On Easter Sunday morning, our older son was sitting down front with the instrumentalist, so he got a good look at all of your faces. At lunch, Jackson said, Who are all those people? It was interesting to hear this familiar gripe from our son, who's only been gone for two and a half years. He was missing many of the familiar faces and has not yet had the privilege of meeting many of the new, now familiar faces. Time, like an ever rolling stream, soon bears us all away. One of those now missing is Sarah Eggleston, whose always willing fingers and creative eye were so capable of making visions for worship banners into reality. You see one here and one behind me. Beauty just followed Sarah. Her house was beautiful and the centerpiece was her sewing room. Six or seven different machines dotted the countertops. Cloth was stacked everywhere along with patterns and spools of thread and ribbons and sewing gadgets galore. Just before they married, Sarah said she told Nelson Eggleston that she traded sewing machines like some men trade cars, get used to it. (laughs) The back of Sarah's home was just as beautiful, manicured garden there, lush ferns flourished in the shade of flowering trees. A little waterfall splashed and tumbled down a peace-inducing cascade of stones into a small fish pond. Lily pads floated on the surface. Just in front of that pond, a wooden trellis covered her patio. Wisteria vines wound around the vertical supports and then ran wild overhead. Many years old, each vine was six or eight inches in diameter at the base. They had been trained up those posts, but were set free at the top to completely shade the patio. That springtime patio was spectacular, a cathedral of flowing beauty. When the wisteria bloomed, the flowers hung through that trellis like like ripe grapes lush in all their lavender glory. Now, wisteria is regarded as a menace. It's something like kudzu disguised in royal splendor. And Sarah agreed that all that beauty did require a lot of care. I think she told me that in the growing season, you could measure as much as a foot of growth a day. That sounds crazy, but I think that's what she told me. Her lawn crew climbed every single week on the roof to keep that, that vine from overtaking the entire house. I thought of Sarah's wisteria vine when I read this morning's gospel text, Jesus as the true vine. And as is often the case when I open the Bible, something new spoke to me, especially as it is framed in the current culture war with evangelical Christianity enmeshing its message with the reigning political party Christianity is an absolute truth a rock solid foundation, static unchanged and unchanging setting the terms of that culture war, the Christian right seeks to return us to the values they say we have lost we need to go back we took God out of the women's clinic we took God out of the schools we took God out of marriage we took God out of border security we need to go back to America like it used to be to America when Christianity was really Christianity don't you remember that day we need to go back But John says, and I hope you will let this strike you with the breathtakingly radical theology that can be inferred from it, Jesus is not in our past. Jesus is not an absolute. Jesus is not unchanging truth from our past. Jesus isn't a root to extend this metaphor, dug in, fixed standing his ground, Jesus is a vine. If we care to trust this most symbolic gospel, Jesus is a vine, twisting and winding and climbing. Now to be sure, no evangelical pastor in the world is preaching this text this way this morning. I can assure you of that. But I dare you to listen to this ancient wisdom with ears that are willing to hear new truth. Jesus is truth, but the truth is not behind us, not now, not never. Like that spectacular wisteria, the vision and passion of Jesus long to run wild in our hearts and across our land. His truth is beautiful and uncontrollable. Jesus' truth provides comforting shade, rest for the weary, but it is also a never-ending challenge. The best-selling book called The Shack features one scene in which the Jesus figure engages the protagonist who is struggling with the death of his child. How is Christianity supposed to fit into his broken life? Jesus speaks about the breadth of Christianity, but that grieving, cynical father does not understand. So you're saying that all paths lead up The same mountain no says jesus who is always as hard to pin down as a growing wisteria vine most paths lead nowhere at all what i am saying to you is that i will join you on any path you choose to walk maybe the problem with christianity today the reason so many people see it as antiquated and outmoded, a relic of the past, is that it is antiquated and outmoded, a relic of the past as it is often presented. Let's go back. Let's make it like it used to be. Let's make Christianity great again. In his book entitled Quantum Theology, a Catholic priest named the Armad Omar Chu says of the twisting, winding, climbing vine of truth, undoubtedly, some religions will fade into oblivion. That is also appropriate. In a quantum universe, birth, death, rebirth is an unceasing process. And with the death of a religion comes the end of a particular God concept, which by that stage has probably become an idolatrous burden and hence a barrier to fresh spiritual growth. The life-giving ferment is in the spiritual unfolding, not in formal religious adherence. Quantum theology seeks to safeguard the primacy of spiritual growth rather than the promotion of formal religion. Maybe Jesus is a vine. And instead of fixing ourselves to a static understanding of truth from yesteryear, maybe we need to attach our lives to the life-giving vision, the inclusive love, the demand for radical justice that Jesus lived And maybe we ought to be as open to understand changing norms, constantly changing norms. Maybe we ought to be as open to that as Jesus was open to changing those norms. Does truth change? Years ago, we hosted some gatherings over at Sir Edmund Haley's Pub, Views and brews provided members and friends a chance to speak openly about issues of faith without what might feel like the oppressing hand of the structural church weighing down on every conversation. One evening, we invited a Roman Catholic priest to share with us. Now, while I had studied the magisterium of the papal system, I was frankly astounded by the unwavering certainty of his position my apologies to any Catholics who might be with us or uh, or former Catholics who might be with us no offense meant I was just astounded at the way he spoke someone asked him about women in the priesthood but he was resolute God has given the Catholic Church the absolute truth There will never be women in the priesthood. We have the answers given from on high. The answers do not change. They were given back there. We just need to stay back there. At Amy's mother's funeral on Friday, Amy reflected on her own mother's lifelong faithfulness to the Roman Catholic tradition. Sometime after the Second Vatican Council, the Pope announced to all Catholics that it was okay to eat meat on Fridays, even though it had never been okay before. Meat on Fridays? Not for Nita Jacks. If it had ever been wrong to eat meat on Fridays, for Mom, it would always be wrong. So until she died... Friday was salmon stew or shrimp night in the Jack's house. May I humbly suggest that maybe our Catholic friend was wrong. What once was truth in the Roman Catholic Church is no longer absolute, except for my mother-in-law. I guess you could argue over this philosophically. Does truth change Or is it just our apprehension of truth that changes? You can take that up at your next cocktail party if you would like. But the truth is, practically speaking, truth changes. The Catholic Church finally agreed, it took 500 years, but they finally agreed with Galileo that the earth is not the center of the universe. The truth changed. The church was finally emancipated from its bigotry. No longer do we preach that slavery is ordained of God. The truth changed. Much of the church has been emancipated from its misogyny and now affirms women's roles in the market and in the ministry. The truth changed. The truth has changed about homosexuality Of course, it will take some people far too long to get on board, but that ship has sailed, truth changes. Now, I know this is frightening. I know this is frightening, but we need to remind our fearful hearts that this has never not been the case. Change is the way the world keeps spinning. And George Bernard Shaw understood that change applies to our theology as much as it applies to anything else. All great truths, he said, begin as blasphemies. So how do we convert our own thinking, move from ideas as blasphemies to those same ideas as new truth? Christianity says we look to Jesus, grafting ourselves not on something behind us, grafting ourselves into that vine, twisting, winding, climbing, always toward truth, always in love. Later in John's gospel, he tells us that the Spirit will lead you into all truth. It's a future tense. Will lead you into all truth. That task is not accomplished. The full truth is still in front of us. The church looks nothing today like it did 500 years ago which looked nothing like it did 500 years before that, which looked nothing like it did 500 years before that. And the church looks nothing today like it will look in 500 years, even 50 years, maybe even five years from now. I do not know where the Spirit is leading us, but I believe the words and witness the life and love of Jesus are a vibrant source that have the power to keep us connected to one another and to keep us growing together, stretching toward the light, which is God. Twisting, winding, climbing. As individuals, as a local church, as the church, as the human race, Let us pray for the courage to grow with Jesus into all truth. May it be so.
0: We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.